Hello and welcome to the Mal and Johnny Show. And today it's a it's a week of a special anniversary, and uh, Johnny Tudor is going to be featured on the television on Hino on Friday evening. Tell us all about it, Johnny. What's what's the anniversary? Well, it's fifteen years, I believe, since the first Gavin and Stacey was made. Right. So that was the very first series uh, which I was involved in. Uh, well, I was involved in all three series, but that was the first. Um, I never forget it. I went along to the Royal College of Music for an audition for a little-known uh, program that nobody had heard of it, so it was brand new. And um, I did my audition. I read the part for Dave Coaches, and uh, they said I didn't look like a coach driver. <laughs> so I was walking out, and the guy says, hang on a minute, can you do this? And he threw something else at me. He was a disc jockey. So I said, yeah, I can do that. And he asked me to add-lib a bit, which I did. And um, I left, they thanked me, and off I went. And about an hour later, I get the phone call, I got the job, I'm the disc jockey. So that's the first job I ever did. With and the, the thing is, you must have done lots of those type of things, auditions for TV shows, English and in Welsh. And, yeah. um, you know, I mean, most of them, uh, you know, are, are still somewhere, but they're not, not as genuinely loved as something like Gavin and Stacey. Did you know on your first outing when you went to, you know, went on set, did you know that it was special or is it just another, another No, gig? nobody did. It was another job. And I, I was doing panto at the time. So I, uh, we were in rehearsals, I think, actually. And I, I, I asked Stan for a day off to go and do this. And he said, yeah, fine. So down I went. And I just did it. And there were a nice bunch of people. And I, I did my part. And uh, off I went. And I, nobody knew it was going to be the success it was. Yeah. But it was a runaway success. People still buy it, still buy the DVDs. They watch it avidly. So I had blokes never, shouting never at me the other week from, from the top of a, of a, a roof. Somebody, some workman working on a roof. I'm walking past, I felt like somebody getting white wolf whistled. They went, oh, it's Marco. I went, oh, I don't believe this. Because that's the last part I played was Marco. The last part, because you've played, you played numerous parts. We'll come I, to that I now. played three parts. They must have thought, who's this bloke? He's doing all these different jobs. So, yeah, it's social security. See, you've got a different names. In, in that's right, yeah, you've got to change the name. Like when you go to a club and you sign a check, Ari Seeker at the back. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly, oh, obviously... You know, allegedly, yeah. allegedly, allegedly. Um, okay, so actually, it's funny because my boy was working. Uh, my eldest son used to work on Doctor Who, and he got a call yeah. to, to become the art director. Would he? Would he be the art director? And, he, and when he couldn't get out of Doctor Who, and he just thought, "Well, this is you know, it's just another, another B, BBC Three program, wasn't it?" And it's BBC Three then was on the telly. It stopped being on the telly for a while, but it's back on the TV now. But mm. um, okay, you first was it an instant hit? Did you know straight away then once it had been on the telly that it was going to be you know? Well, it was originally on BBC Three. See, mm. Mm. and it obviously took off. People loved it, and, it, and then they re they moved it then to BBC One after that. Mm. Um, nobody knew it was going to be the hit it was. It just just I don't know what it was. I think it must have been the the situations because it was the two different communities. Run it. It was the Essex community against the the, the Welsh community. So you had the two different types of humour, and I think it just caught every, everybody's imagination because in the past I don't know if you if you remember most. Things in Welsh with a Welsh language, not in English, but with a Welsh accent, mm. didn't seem to go network. They no. didn't seem to grab it. You know, the only thing you'd get, you'd have Windsor Davies doing a character with, say, an Adolf Ottman, yeah. or, you know, um, our friend Ruth doing, you know, Heidi High. But you never have a program all about Welsh people. But this kind of, I, I don't know if it's because they had the two communities, it worked. Yeah. And it, yeah. it, it opened up a whole, new, a whole new genre for people from Wales to work network. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, it, it, it said a num number of careers often run, didn't it? Um, yeah, okay. I mean, I went down to Barry yesterday to do this um, interview for Heno. Uh, it was in Gamaraig, of course, and I had to start thinking, no, hang on, 
being interviewed in Welsh is a bit more difficult for me because it's my second language. So I, my apologies now if people watching say I've said a few wrong trig lads or I've said a few things wrong. Anyway, uh, I was interviewed and, uh, you know, it was great. It was outside Marcos. But if you go down there now, there's big pictures, like huge, you know, life-size pictures of Ruth and, and, and James Corden and all the characters outside this cafe. Yeah. And people come and stand by it and want their pictures taken, you know. It's just a cult. People down from, from London and uh, they were down for a couple of days doing some work. And one of the, you know, the pilgrim pilgrimages they want to make was to the street, you know, where they all live in Barry. Well, I'll tell you another story. I may have told you this story sometime, but I was in London having a cup of coffee in Covent Garden on my own. I'd just been to see my agent or something. I was sitting there and this person tripped on my foot. It's this lady, and off she went. I said, oh, so, sorry that. She said, and off she went. She came back about five minutes later. She said, excuse me, are you that bloke that's in Gavin and Stacey? I said, yes, I, I was in Gavin and Stacey. So my, my, my husband's got a bus called Dave Coaches, she said, and we take people for rides around Barry and his bus. <laughs> Would you be kind enough to come down and get on the bus and talk to them? Wow. I mean, how random is that? I was in London, you know what I mean? That's brilliant. Did he go? I did. I I took a few albums, sold a few albums. And a, a check made out to Harry Seacombe. <laughs> oh, um, all right. So, um, because when they filmed, you know, it's a bit like the Beatles, isn't it? Every thought they live next door to each other, you know. Yeah. Like radio presenters, you always think you're best mates, and when you hand over to somebody, you just like going next door and handing a cup of tea, and then you do the rest. Of it. It's it's not like that when you make a TV program. It's all in very much in small sections. That's so, right. Um, but you know, some of the some of the scenes that you had, the DJ scenes, they were with everybody, weren't they? With you know, with Ruth. Yeah, because it was the wedding. They all had to be there. See, it was yeah. the, the wedding scene. So um, uh, Pam, the mother, was there. Was uh, uh, lovely um, Alison Stedman mm -hmm. and uh, Larry Lamb and, and Ruth and James, of course, um, and Gavin and Stacey. Yeah. You know, they were all there in this in this. And it was like the big do. And I'm I'm playing all the records and making all the announcements and making all these mistakes on purpose. Of course, like of course. I called them Kevin and Tracy. I think. <laughs> Began for Kevin and Tracy. Uh, no, it was great. I got, and that's when I got to know them all. I became very good friends with Larry Lamb. And I, you know, I went up to his, his book launch and everything. And uh, I met a lot of people up there. Barbara Windsor was at his book launch, who I knew from back in the 70s when I did a panto. But she was in... Um, EastEnders, wasn't it? EastEnders yeah. with him. Yeah. And guess who else was there? The Dot Cotton, uh, she just died. Uh, uh, what, what's her real name? Dot com. Oh, gosh. Another one. Yes, another lovely actress. Lovely actress. And I can remember now what she said. She said, I'm just going out for a fag. She said, because she loved a fag. And um, hey, uh, who else was there? Um, oh, goodness me. My, I can't think. My, my, my brain from names is terrible these days. I don't know about you. I can't remember who's It reminds me of that joke. You know, the joke about the, the guy that comes back from his holidays and... Um, He's lovely and sunburned. He goes into the pub and the guy says, where have you been? He said, I've been to Greece. Lovely little island. He said, it was wonderful. What was the island? He said, I can't remember it, he said. He said, what's that green stuff that grows up your house? He said, what, you mean ivy? That's it. Ivy, where do we go on a holiday? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it's like. I can't think of that. <laughs> Oh, God. <That's> great. <laughs> Um, all right, so you, you know, well, you knew Ruth anyway because she had done Panto with you and Stan. So that was well, she hadn't done it with me. She did her first gig with Stan, um, and I wasn't in that particular Panto. 
I was off on tour with Dorothy Squires, I think. Ooh. But she she played the Ninja Turtle, and I think she was the ASM, assistant stage manager. I think it was her first gig, I think, where she got her equity card. It was right. from, you know, because of Stan's production, yeah. yeah. And she never forgot it, to be fair to her. She's mentioned it many times on the television and radio and stuff. Yeah. Well, I remember interviewing uh, Ruth uh, for a thing called, maybe it's the Mal Pope show. It was one of those, you know, Lots of executive decision goes into a name of a program. Anyway, we had lots of different different people on. She she had just been a, a big hit in Fat Friends, and that's where she she met James, isn't it? Yeah. See, I I don't know if this is this is my opinion. Mm-hmm. She was in Fat Friends with him, where she met James, and she was also in East Disease. Was it a, a film? Is right. it called East Disease? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, the, and there were two communities. A, there was the Indian community and the English community. Oh, and it was the, yeah. the two. And I'm sure that's a kind of a connection. There were two different humours. Perhaps yeah. that's where she got the idea. Yeah. Or perhaps not, but that's what I think. But it, it, I mean, it's it's it is beautifully written. They always say that. Oh, it's beautifully beautifully written. But it well, really, it's it, it's realistic. Is what yes. It is. Yes. People are like that, and and all the characters fit. I mean, even people coming in with one line. They, they were right for that part. Yeah. I always remember once reading when I was writing stuff and I got this book about writing scripts and he said, you must never say something that's not going to go through the head first. So for instance, different backgrounds, you say different things from me. Mm-hmm. Um, consequently, it's like in, in Cheers, for instance, Carla was Italian, wasn't she? Yeah. And she shouts over to, to Norm, the big guy who's looking for a job. Still looking for a job, Norm? And he goes, yeah. Well, my uncle's looking for somebody. Said, what have I got to do? He said, just start the car and taste the food and kiss a guy on the lips occasionally. Because <laughs> he's mafia, isn't it? So only she could say that line. See what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and these lines, they were all written. And people who did them, they, they just fit. Yeah. I, I don't know. It was, I remember when I was uh, serving the... Um, the Elvises, they're all in a line outside Okay, tell us Marcos the story. Come on, let's, let's set it up. You just can't say I, what I was saying with the Elvises. Well, okay. Um, I'm, I'm Marco behind the counter, and I got people, seven people dressed up like Elvis, Elvis Presley, like they do the, the thing in Puthcore, you know. And um, I can't find Tracy any, Stacey anywhere because she's, she's supposed to be working. So I see her eventually. I go, oh, Stace, come on. I got seven Elvises all gasping for a cappuccino, right? Now, I, I thought it'd be... Better to say macchiato, because macchiato is real Cardiff, isn't it? <laughs> so Ruth liked the idea, and she phoned James and said, can we say macchiato? He said, no, I don't think my mother knows what a macchiato is. So we had to stick to stick to the original. Oh, that's good, though, that at least you had the opportunity to, to, to try the line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a great line in Friends where... Um, uh, Joey's talking about he's, he's he's become quite a big character in one of these daytime soaps, and he's being interviewed. And he says, you know, how much control he has over the script, you yeah. know that he, you know, basically that you know, although there are writers, it's down to him with the script. And then the, the next episode, he he walks into a lift. There's no lift there, and he's and he's killed. They killed him off the writers just to show him who's in charge. <laughs> I suppose you've got to be careful. I mean, when you were doing the um, the the uh, disc jockey, and did, did you mm. ad lib at all then, or is that all word for word? 
No, word for word, the actual dialogue, but I, I was just ad-libbing, playing, a, being a disc jockey and doing all the moves, you know. Somebody came up to me, actually, said, are you a disc jockey? He said, no, I said, I'm an actor, but I've seen plenty of disc jockeys, so I know what they do, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm right. doing the slides and pretending I know what I'm doing, you know. <laughs> so you, you, were, you were a DJ at the wedding, you've already become Marco. I mean, Marco is probably your biggest role in the film, wasn't it? In the, in the, well, in the it, I suppose it's almost memorable, but the best line I ever had was when I was doing the doing the um, the bingo, see? I'm in the bingo hall, and they all come in to play bingo, and the family all turn up, and Bryn's there, and he says, all right, Diane. I said, all right, Bryn, out with the family, is it? He says, I am Dave. Do you know Dave? I said, Dave, Dave coaches Dave. I don't know you, but you know my wife from the clinic. <laughs> I, said, I said, I'd send her your love, but you know where that gets you, and six or nine. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so wonderfully written, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the other thing is you care about the characters don't you you know I, yeah, you do what i've always um you know in my attempts to write musicals and stuff what i've realized is when you get to the crux point if people don't actually care about the journey that people have been on That's it right. doesn't make a difference it's like they exactly. could be, it could be life and death and they're going well i'll have another yeah i'll have yeah. another macchiato you know or, or you know yeah. it, it's got to mean something and you did get you get to love them didn't you, you got to love smithy and you got to love ness and, and all that's that. right and i tell you what when they did was it the the, the final the um i think it was the, the christmas special which i wasn't in mm -hmm. but their final scene was so poignant mm -hmm. because she actually loves him you see yeah. and you know this all all through the series yeah. But it's never said. Yeah. And at the very end, she gets down on her knee and says, will you marry me? And he just looks at her. So I thought it was a fantastic ending to that episode yeah. because it gives them a chance. If they ever wanted to do it again, they can come back, you know what I mean? Well, he's but apart that, it was really... He's leaving the late show, isn't he? He's leaving the late show on... on yeah, he's uh, coming right. back in a year's time, yeah. He probably, you know, he's probably looking to the future thinking... He's probably loaded. <laughs> He won't need any money. He's just coming out. He wants to do some British work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and again, a couple of things then, you know, the running gags, Bryn and the nephew. Yeah. We never knew what happened on the holiday, do we? Well, not really. We, we think they're gay, but we're not sure. Oh, no, I don't know. That's, that's something that happened. Because that, that line, when I say, you know, six or nine, six, they all look at Bryn. <laughs> <laughs> Nessa had met everybody. She knew. Oh everybody. yeah, she's she's been in bed with everybody. She's, yeah, all big stars. Yeah, when I was with so and so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're great characters, all of them, and Maggie John's character. Oh, I love Maggie. Oh, Maggie. Margaret John. She played the old lady next door, yeah. and she used to do stuff like horrendous stuff, but with a straight face. She was wonderful. But she, see, I worked with Margaret when on um, what was the other one? I did, uh, High Hopes. Did you ever see that series? Yes, 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 yes. And uh, she was the same kind of character they see. This, this, uh, rare, uh, you know, a bit of a rebel old lady to come up with these ridiculous lines, you know. She'd been in school with my mum. She was in school with my yeah. mum. Uh, what that. did she say? Um, I gave up stripping on... on a, this, is on, this is in the other scene. I gave up stripping on account of my athlete's foot, standing on all those beer crates in the pub. That was a brilliant series, you know. Yeah. And it never went network. Again, you see, it yeah. could have. It was a fantastic series. That's weird, isn't you know? it? How, you know, you know, similar sort of, well, similar sort of comedy, but it didn't have the outside elements. It was, it was maybe people outside just couldn't get it. They just couldn't. I bet you if they played it, no, they would. I bet you, you know, if they did it, no. Because it was, they stuck it out on, um, on iPlayer, I think, mm. all the different episodes. But, uh, you know, 
and they were all good characters in that, see? Yeah. But see, I remember, I don't know about you, you were saying about writing musicals and stuff and knowing, uh, caring about the characters. But you, you've got to make it, what this guy taught me was put it through the character's head before it comes out of his mouth. In other words, only he could say that line. If you can switch a line and say, oh, you take that, it's not a good line. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's like Carla could only say that because she was Italian, uh, yeah. but anybody else saying it would make sense. Um, and one last thing, I'm, I'm just, you know, sure you've been asked lots of questions. So, were people around you watching when you were filming? Yeah, <laughs> they all stood around. Yeah, <laughs> they all stood around because it was a cafe, of course. Yeah. Lots of people there anyway. Did you get nervous? I was just wondering if you've got a load of people watching you do something in public. I mean, and obviously you're, you're a trained actor. You, you you dance and everything, but you know you've got lights, you've got cameras, right? Everybody's ready, right? Johnny Tudor. Yeah. No, well, you don't get nervous because your your mind's on what you're going to do. Really, it's a, it's a bit different to performing, as you know, on a stage and performing to people in front of you. Yeah. So you've got to connect with those people. Yeah. So you haven't got to connect with them. You've got to connect with the with the character you're talking to. Because you must never clock the camera, must you? No. You know, you must look at the, you know, the camera. And I think Stacy was quite a way away from me. And I had to listen intently for their line to right. come in with my line. Oh, Stace, you know. Yeah. So, page? no, the, the people just yeah. wandering around looking at it, you know. Yeah. It was much. just one of those things. But you've done outside filming before, and you know, it's, it's, it's different. It is different. Um, and you can sort of, I, I sort of feel, you know, you can almost feel like they're laser eyes on you, waiting for you to make... A little yeah. mistake, and then everybody laughs. And it's like, oh, and it's like, um, it's, it, well, I've done a couple of sitcoms in studios where you've got a studio audience, mm -hmm. and that's good because you can time the laughs, yeah, of course, of because the laughs come and you time it and you come in. Yeah, uh, it was the same with High Hopes, and what was the other one I did? Oh, the one I wrote called Out of a Dead Ronda yeah. with Windsor Davis and Ruth Maddock. Yeah, well, I played that, you probably never saw that. We only did a pilot, but it, it was very, very good. Yeah. But uh, they didn't take it any further, unfortunately. But we had a we had a live audience. Rod Gilbert was the warm up man. <laughs> and whatever <laughs> happened to him, eh? I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brilliant stuff. So it's the fifteenth anniversary. Fifteenth anniversary of Gavin and Stacey. And you feature on Hino this Friday. And it'll it'll run forever. It'll run forever. I hope because I'm still getting royal. <laughs> 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 All right, Johnny Tudor. Have you been in the water this week? Have you used I went for a swim, boy. I went down to Cold Nap. It was a lovely day, yeah. and the beach was beautiful, and I thought, I'm going to do this. I've been watching that Wim Hof fella. Oh, yeah. He's, he's sticking people in ice buckets, and that. if they can do it, I can do it. Yeah. So I went in, and I was up to my knees, and the, the bones started to like feel they were going to melt with the cold. You're going to die. You're going to die. Gonna die. <laughs> So I came out and, and I went back and no, I'm going to do this. And I did just dived in. I dived straight out again, but I did do it. Well done. Well so done. I've broken my duck. Now I can do it. You're looking good on it, man. You're looking good on it. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's been lovely talking about Gavin and Stacey with uh, Marco, the DJ. And what was the third part? Marco, the, the, the bingo caller. Bingo caller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amongst other things. Uh, so it's goodbye from Marco, the bingo caller and the DJ. And it's goodbye from you. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you.